Welcome to the Creator School, Library Edition. I'm your host, Eric Custer, and in these mini sessions, we ask our guests what they're reading, and they share their favorite books, podcasts, and more. Plus, we find out what is rattling around their brains for them to create next. Time to build your reading lists and add to the stack of books on your nightstand. Creator Library is open. I always love to sort of understand kind of what's what things in the very limited time you've got, you're reading, watching, and those sorts of things. So here's the first question I want to ask you. Tell me what is on the nightstand of Alec Ross these days? What is the things that you're reading uh, on the tour bus on the, when, you're, when you're on your way and you have five minutes of, of downtime? What are you reading these days? You know, what I really need to do is get my mind. I, what I need to do is quiet parts of my mind. So mm-hmm. instead of thinking intensely about the horse race, about yep. the race for governor, I have to go someplace entirely differently. So right now I have a novel by David Ignatius um, uh, on my on my nightstand, um, which is uh, which is you know basically about quantum commu- quantum computing in espionage so, nice. <laughs> between the United States and China. So that takes me back to my old world. It gets me <laughs> completely. And gets me out of my my current world. I love it. I love it. It's, it feels like uh, feels like there was going to be a movie coming of that one at some point. Uh, with no, that's right. Up. And you know, look, the other thing that's sitting there is my iPhone. And part of why my iPhone is there, in part, is you know, to if I really need ten minutes to get my brain working a little a little differently, I do use this. I use this meditation app called Headspace. Yes. Um, you know, I do think, you know, one thing nobody talks about, but one of the dirty little secrets that I'll give you from, you know, the White House and, you know, sort of chambers of power around the world, a lot of the world's most powerful people are obsessive meditators. Mm. None mm. of them talk about it. Yep. Um, and, you know, some of the people who do, it would shock you because um, they don't look like the type. Yeah. But a lot of the way that people stay cool and a lot of the way that people, you know, in positions of real power um, are able to calculate things in a fairly cold-blooded way is, interestingly, through mm-hmm. meditation. Yeah. Huh. It's interesting you say that. I, I, uh, I, I always try to follow trend you know, the trend makers, the people who are early on trends. And I think that there is, you know, you talk about genomics. I think another trend that we're going to have to watch for is mental wellness. We talk about mental health. We talk about, you know, mental illness. Man, people who can think about mental wellness as an unfair advantage, huge. Meditation, yoga, spirituality type things. There is something magical in that world that is, um, it's huge and it's coming. People don't realize it yet, but it is coming fast. And look, if I were to, you know, start another company, I could definitely see myself working in this space. I just, I feel like there's a lot of need out there, but people don't even know they need it yet. Mm -hmm. They know Mm -hmm. they want it. Right but they don't know they need it yeah. and they don't, and there's not enough it yet. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't actually think that, you know, we don't need another photo sharing app, yeah. but what we do need are things focused on wellness. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's, I think that one thing I observed, a friend of mine is, is starting a company on a mind machine interfaces called kernel. And he was talking and I, I, I watched the room as he was talking. I do think there's a, a really like an, an age issue that people over the age of 40 still refer to it typically as mental illness, mm-hmm. whereas people under the age of 40 refer to it as mental health. And I think right. that shift is coming where people are going to see it. And I, I still think there's quite a bit of sort of social fear of, of talking about 
you know, depression, anxiety. So you're, uh, one of the things that's been interesting to see Georgetown do is the dean every Wednesday, I think, sends out a note that there's a meditation hour in a, a classroom that they do open to everyone. And I think it's a neat way to sort of start to break down some of those barriers. So I, I'm glad to hear you're a Headspace fan. I think it's, uh, I think it's amazing. Meditation has been something super, I, I've used self-hypnosis for a long time, similar to meditation. Mm-hmm. It's a powerful thing. Um, it's awesome. So, uh, so my last question for you yes, is, sir. um, actually I have two last questions. I forgot. The first one, what is the, what's the gift of a book that you give the most besides your own? Uh, what is the book huh. you give as a gift the most? That's interesting. Um, that's a great question. Uh, one book that I've given to a lot of people, it's a terrible title, um, given the, the subject of the book, but it's a book by a woman named Christia Freeland. And the name of the book is Plutocrats. Mm, And mm -hmm. what the book is really about is it describes in a really accessible, entertaining way um, the some of the economic dynamics behind what's happening right now. So, you know, it describes, oh, well, you know, the opera, you know, the, the, the economics of music where the world's best opera singer before there were phonographs. The maximum number of people she could reach in a night were the number of people in mm-hmm. in the opera hall. Mm. That all then changed with the phonograph how, and the economics of how that changed. That then changed further with digitization. And so it's, it's interesting. It takes all of these different industries um, and talks about how innovation has reshaped the economics of it and what that means in the context of today's world. It's interesting. I mean, it's, and it probably, it lines up well with what you're seeing in some ways. You're probably the next half step that comes ahead here. Here's now what we can learn from some of these steps. What's, what's ahead. Uh, very interesting. Um, all right. Last question for you. Um, so every person I've ever met so far, who's written a book, um, always has some idea of the next book they're going to write. So I know you don't quite have time to even think about a book, I'm guessing, but oh, yeah. what do you think would be the next book that, that someday down the road will rattle out of the, the fingers in the mind of, of, uh, of at that point, I'm going to say, as, as governor or former governor Ross, I'm going to pr- you know, predict that uh, in my head here. Golly, that's tough. Um, you know, I'm not 100% certain, but maybe something on parenting. Um, you know, I really do think that people across demographics, across income strata, struggle with parenting. And yeah. not that I'm a parenting guru, but what I do understand is, all right, what are those things that we parents can do to best position our kids to compete and succeed economically in tomorrow's world? So, you know, I think intellectual, I think emotional development, I think spiritual development are entirely separate and i wouldn't try to tackle those but from from a from the standpoint of of resilience where you know you don't have to worry about whether your 23 year old can only be a barista or whether you know she or he will have choices beyond that right that is what i do know so that's one thing that that's one thing that i think i could write about yeah i think uh, there's uh adam grant and cheryl sandberg just did the new book option b and it's basically about resilience and i think they he talks a lot in that book about at a high level more about dealing with resiliency and loss but i do think that there's something about helping um 
train, teach, and educate people to be more resilient. I think it should be a required course for every single college and high school student because it's not about sort of that you're going to fail. It's how fast you're going to recover from it. (laughs) That's the, that's, that's that's right. Yeah, no, Adam and Cheryl are both friends of mine. And I think it's a real gift to have them sharing their thinking with the biggest audience as possible. Yep. You know, they're, they're both, they are both good people. Yeah, I think it fits into sort of the themes that you were talking about, resilience, mindfulness, uh, sort of mental wellness. All of these things are hyper powerful. And I think as we, as we evolve as humans with technology coming along the way, we're going to have to uh, find ways to continue to evolve, which is great. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah.